Hey there. The holidays are here, so it's good to know Fred Meyer can save you some time with free pickup on all your fresh favorites. Whether your traditions call for a hearty helping of juicy ham, ample apple pie, or Aunt Sue's legendary twice-stuffed stuffing, Fred Meyer has got you covered. So order for free pickup at fredmeyer.com or the app and get more time to get your holiday on when you grab your groceries curbside. Fred Meyer, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Welcome to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, where we educate and inspire people to live fuller lives through mindful practices. Let's get started with your host, New York Times contributor, leadership advisor, sought-after keynote speaker, the author of the Amazon hot new release, Everyday Mindfulness from Chaos to Calm in a Crazy World. She's smart, strong, sassy, and a trendsetter in the field of mindful leadership. Your host, Holly Duckworth. Today's Everyday Mindfulness Show, we are talking to a five-foot-two powerhouse who comes to you with questions to challenge you to grow you and think about what you believe and how you create your life differently. Today, I am bringing to you Jane Stevenson, the director, uh, the managing director of Magnetic Minds from one of my new favorite places on the planet, South Africa. Welcome to the show, Jane. Thank you, honey. It's awesome to be here. Well, you know, we scheduled to, to record this a, f- a few months back when I was there, and time goes by so quickly. It is such a joy to have you on the show. And for those of you listening to the podcast, it's, it's quite cute. Both of us are wearing our, our, winter, our winter coats today. It's uh, winter turning into uh, spring there in South Africa, and uh, we're turning here to fall in, in Denver, Colorado, which... I just love to highlight because everyday mindfulness is about remembering that we can connect mindfully across time and space and geography. Jane and I met when we were both uh, keynoting the South Africa Convention Industry Conference. And I'm so glad we had the opportunity to work together because we were talking about leading from belief and leading on purpose. And we're going to share some of that wisdom on the show. Absolutely. And you know, it was such a pleasure to meet you, Holly, because the interesting thing is, is when, when we connected, we just simply connected and our stories on stage just seem to flow from one to the other. So it's really lovely to find like-minded people all over the world and connect. So thank you. Well, I believe if we could do more of this as, as the one human family and stop looking at the geography or the thought process or the things that divide us, but use those things that divide us as discovery yeah. points and growth yeah. points and challenging points. So we, we always start the show with this question, what is mindfulness to you? Wow, that's a huge question, isn't it? Um, but I, I think mindfulness for me is literally exactly what the word says, is, is being present in the moment, being present and mindful of, of your surrounding, of what is happening, of how you're feeling, of what you're doing, of other people, of presence. And presence could be nature, it could be people, it could be thoughts, it could be whatever it is. But I feel that in today's world of chaotic information overload, we're so thinking forward or thinking backward that we're so seldom just not thinking and just being in the moment and present much like we are right now, just being here with each other across the geographies. It's wonderful. Well, and that was what was so fun about traveling to another country. And you don't have to travel to another country to be mindful. No. (laughs) Really think about 
you know, when we were traveling to, to meet you, it's, you know, what's the appropriate clothing for a woman on stage? What's water and food and power and electricity. And yet we have all those things, no matter if we're coming from Canada, from the U S from Austria or South Africa that we can have awareness of and gratitude for. Very much so. And I think sometimes when something like travel takes you out of your normal comfort zone, it makes you think. Whereas when we on sort of repeat, do, repeat, do, and in a habitual state, we stop actually thinking and being so meaningful in our space. We just simply tick boxes and do. And doing something like travel, which is something different, makes you think different, therefore makes you think about the current, the moment, the surroundings, the people, the nature, and everything else that affects. And I think it's beautiful. People ask me a lot, can I be mindful with my technology? And of course, we use the Zoom platform and Twitter and Apple and all these things. But I had an interesting mindful experience or lack of mindful experience this weekend that kind of brought me to this, which is I accidentally left my cell phone at home. Uh-huh. And, I'm, and I'm sitting there, you know, at, at the meeting, mindfully not present, no longer at the meeting, thinking about if I had an emergency, do I even have a phone number now to get a hold of somebody? If I could, you know, borrow somebody else's phone and, and how does that work? And the first time I did it, I was like, okay, I'll be fine. I'm, you know, I'm in this meeting. I know everybody, it's all good. Well, the second time, the same day I left my phone and I, you know, realized I was actually a in an emergency room, I had a situation, I had to take somebody to the emergency room and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no ability to connect to people. And it got me thinking again about that power of the present moment and slowing down that I'm now carrying a card in my wallet with, you know, those top five people's, you know, phone numbers so that, you know, if, if somebody else handed you their phone and you had to make a phone call, could you do it? Yeah. Actually, the only person I would know is my husband's number. It's the single only other, other phone number that I know other than my own. Because you just simply don't have to remember. Technology does it for you. And you're so right. We were so reliant on it that we stop. Our brain actually stops taking in all that information. Yeah. So one of the things we love to talk about on the show is why mindfulness? And I actually think, Jane, Magnetic Minds, your organization, uses a little different languaging about around this. So talk to us about how Magnetic Minds reframes mindfulness in a way that serves organizations. And so the whole thing about Magnetic Minds, our our purpose statement as Magnetic Minds, not our marketing tagline, but our actual purpose statement is about finding true north, um, which is really about being mindful about where you want to go in life, being mindful about where you are. So what is the A, what is the B, and what is the, the way to get there? And through the different programs that we offer, through coaching, through strategy, through team dynamics, through various facilitative services that we offer, we actually lead teams and leaders um, through, a, through conversations. And you know, this is the interesting thing. I don't say to them, come and let's be mindful. What I say is come and put your technology away and let's just be present with each other, which is exactly what mindfulness is, isn't it? It's about being here focused on your journey and dreaming about the future, but actually being present about where you are right now and then planning on where you want to go and how you're going to get there. But without all the interruption and without the chaotic moments. And our, our consulting room, we've made it a really sort of loungy type of area that doesn't feel like you're coming into 
an office or um, a boardroom or anything like that. And it's literally leather couches, sit down, tea and coffee, let's chat. And it's amazing how just that surrounding makes people, I visibly see them take a breath and go, oh, okay, this is nice. You can almost see the, their mindset shift in that moment, just about taken into another space and saying, this is a safe place. And that's really what we're very mindful of doing is creating a safe space for people to have conversations about where they want to take their business themselves, their teams, etc. So we were speaking and a lot of our work came back down to kind of a couple different concepts that the idea of beliefs and the idea of intuition and, and purpose and yeah. all of those things, I believe come from a, a willingness to do what you just said, questions and conversations. And what I love about mindfulness is it, it almost expands the idea of a conversation because it's not only the conversation that Jane and Holly are having, but it's what's the conversation Holly's having with Holly and Jane's having with Jane and how those conversations magnify and indeed um, magnetize the right people to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't think we stop often enough in life just to stop and pause and reflect on who we are. And, um, you know, the interesting thing is, and I mentioned to you just earlier that the work that I'm doing, the coaching work that I'm doing at the moment, the biggest question is, who am I? I'm I'm in this leadership role. I'm running this massive company. We're a listed organization, whatever it may be. And I'm trying to figure out why I'm feeling so lonely, why success in business doesn't feel like success in my heart. And it's because I think we haven't stopped long enough to, to figure out within ourselves what does success mean for us, not against society standards, but against our own. And success isn't about wealth. Um, and it's, it's not necessarily about being number one. Um, obviously, talking to the, the leader of the rugby sevens in South Africa, and he's, he's an amazing coach. And the interesting thing is he defines, he doesn't talk about winning or losing. And he defines success as, did you show up and give 100%? And did you follow the process and the commitment that we made to each other? If we won and we did all of that, all of that that's fantastic. If we lost and we did that, we're still successful. If we won and we didn't do that, we're, we're not successful. And I think what he's done is reframed almost the, the, the winning and losing formula of a game of sport, which has always been seen as there's a loser and there's a winner, and reframed success for a team. And I think in business, we need to do a lot more of that as well, is reframe what success means. It doesn't mean because you didn't win that you lost. And, that, you know, I think there's a lot of merit in that kind of conversation. And what I'm finding is leaders are trying to figure out is, am I winning? I've got the title, I've got the wealth, I've got the position, I've got the authority, but I'm not feeling in my soul that I'm fulfilled. And that leads us back to the question of what is your purpose here on earth? You know, if you remember on the stage, the first question I asked is, why are you here? And when I asked people to share answers, they were literally saying, well, I was told to be here or somebody said I should come to this conference. And I said to them, that wasn't the question I asked. I said, why are you here, here in this world? What is your purpose? And are you living it? And that was such a like big question that nobody had given thought to. It's like, okay, well, that was odd. Now what? And I'm finding that the world is shifting to a more purpose-led conversation in business, in teams, in leadership, but more important, just as humanity, we're wanting to, to feel like we are more than just the job that we are. 
Wow, so much to unpack in that. And and Jane, what you might not know is before before the break in every show, we we ask guests to provide a thought provoking question that our listeners can can bake out. And I really um, I like this nuanced question of Am I winning? as it references to your story about the, the rugby seven, because yeah. a lot of the people I also coach, like you said, they have all of the top goals and accolades and all of these things that the outer world society says we should have. And yet they're divorced, their health is challenged. Maybe their bank accounts don't look like what they, they thought they would look like. So if you're okay with it, I think we should take that question and invite our listeners to think about that at the break. Wonderful. So your question is, am I winning? And we'll be right back with more from Jane Stevenson. The Everyday Mindfulness Show is brought to you by Leadership Solutions International. Are you hosting an upcoming conference or convention? Or looking for a speaker to provide inspiration and motivation? Would you like your audiences to know what you know as a listener of the Everyday Mindfulness Show? Check out Leadership Solutions International for more on mindful leadership keynote offerings, on-site mindfulness information centers, and trainings. You're listening to the Everyday Mindfulness Show, and we are here with Jane Stevenson having a purpose-led conversation. Jane, I love this concept because it integrates that that place of, of mindful awareness both personally and professionally. And you mentioned that, you know, some of us are trying to figure out what's our purpose outside our job. And I think it's also purpose integrated into our job. So I'd love to hear, you know, what are some other case studies of stories of people you've been working with and how can we, we grow in our own purpose in life? Well, I think that, you know, that the whole thing is that there was a book that's written called Half Time, and it was written based on we get to a stage in our life where we no longer have a business card that defines who we are. And it's often called midlife crisis. I don't think it's a midlife crisis. I think it's a, it's a, it's a purpose crisis. It's a, we've defined ourselves by our job so much that when we don't have it, we don't know who we are. And so... If you take, for example, and, and purpose is so much bigger than a dream or a success or a job. And there's two things I want to share with that. It, and it's number one is that we, we tend to focus on the job as the center of our lives and everything else fits in around it. And when you're at the heightened of your career, very often almost your family could feel like an interruption in your day. And I mean, gosh, is that really how we want to live? And, you know, when you get onto an aeroplane, they say to you, put the mask, if there is an emergency, put the mask on yourself first, then help everyone else. And that's simply because without oxygen within yourself, you are no good to anybody else. And I think that we've got to be more mindful of that in business, is what are you doing within your own life that is feeding your soul, that is feeding you as an individual, that is allowing you to lift others around you. And that's not just about work. What are you doing as a parent? What are you doing as a woman to other women? What are you doing to uplift your friends, etc.? And how are you surrounding yourself with people that are lifting you up to another level? Or are we simply sitting with the same people at the same level and therefore capping our own growth? And the other thing is that purpose is far bigger than profit. And 
When we talk purpose, sometimes it's, you know, Elon Musk has recently been such a great example of this, where Elon Musk's whole purpose is about really, really creating a sustainable life on, on Earth, and he doesn't even believe it's on Earth, it's beyond that with the Mars project, etc. But take, for example, Tesla. Tesla is all about creating sustainability. He brings about this wonderful nuance of an electric vehicle. And then he takes the IP that he spent billions on and said, here it is, open source, free to all my competitors. Please use it. Because the purpose of sustainability is so much more than holding on to IP against competitors. Now, you know, wow, that is such an example of purpose-led leadership. It's just, I wonder how many of us would be free enough to say to our competitors, well, here's our magic and our success. Here you go, have it, because it's so much bigger than just my business. And that's such a, you know, it's a daunting question to ask one. I don't even know how I would answer that, actually, you know. But that's the truth of purpose, is that it's so much bigger than any small thing. It's, it's universal. It's, it's huge. It's powerful. It's beautiful. Well, I always love when I when I hear acronyms to to pause and go back and remember not everybody uses them the same. So for, if, if, if IP is a new concept for, for a listener, it's intellectual property, our, our, our brain brain stuff, what, what we create. And it it's in, inspiring to hear it on, on a grand level like like Tesla. But it, it is a hard question that each and every one of us are bringing some unique asset, intellectual property, heart property, heart love um, yeah. to the world that that we do give away sometimes for, for direct payment. And then obviously, lots of us are volunteering and circulating good in the world. And that intersection can be a really fun place for growth if you see it that way. Absolutely. And I think that we are products of the industrial revolution mindset where we all come out saying and doing the same thing. We come out competitive as winning and losing as the two only options. And the world is far more around collaboration now, about working together, about being in sync with like-minded people. And as opposed to you trying to lift three people, together we lift much more. Much like what you're doing, Holly. I mean, you're sitting there in one space, connecting with people who are doing very similar or different work around the world. And you're saying, hey, I'd love to talk to you. And I'd love to share that with whoever's online and listening. Um, and just collaborate with like-minded people to, to give up upliftment in a much larger space than any individual can do on their own. And that's, that's what purpose is all about. Well, and as right as we were we were jumping on on the show, it, it's it's our natural human humanness shows up, and we're like, oh, the news, oh, the economy, oh, the weather, oh, violence, oh, all of these things, and and I, I only want to speak that into the show because again, it speaks to wherever you are sitting on this planet today, you think that these problems are unique to you, and yes, they are, but they're also global global challenges and a place of connection and and you are recounting a story for me about currently in the region of South Africa that you're in there there's a, an awareness around violence against women and that's yeah. not okay there and it and it's not okay where I'm sitting and how can we use these perceptions of negative stories and start getting purpose driven conversations around it. Because we, we know going into the negative, oh, this is bad, oh, this is bad, oh, this is bad, is keeping us there. So I love your work because you're not afraid to ask the hard questions. And, 
and do it from a place of, you know, Jane Stevenson doesn't have the answer, but the collectiveness in the room combined over days and weeks and months and planets and people together as we ask, who, who are we? We get to grow the answers. Absolutely. And you're so right, you know, Holly, we can, we can sit and um, you don't have to look far to find negativity. You just have to have a conversation with anybody, a stranger, a person you know, et cetera, because it's all there and it's rife and our, our brains are wired around negativity. And the question is not, not to, to pretend it's not there because there is a reality to that. And I mean, this last week in South Africa, there, there were, gosh, it's been about a couple of days and, and five women brutally murdered, raped, et cetera. It's, it's really, it's, it's horrific, horrific, horrific. And there's been a huge outcry. The problem is, is that everyone's taking it to social media and telling the world what is going on rather than becoming part of the solution and saying, this is real, this is happening. What are we doing to affect it? And I was having a conversation with some woman the other day, just saying like, how do we, what do we do? How do we become part of the solution? What are we, you know, going on and chattering on social media only creates negative perception in the world. It doesn't fix the problem. And all it does is spread the news, which is good from a, let, let people know. But you know, in, in America, there's so many people running around with guns. What is happening around that? What are we doing to become part of the solution in our space? So I can't fix the whole problem around women and violence, but I can certainly be a voice into it in a local economic state that maybe would have some influence on somebody the next time they are thinking about doing it. How we're going to do it and what we're going to do, I don't know, but something needs to be done. And, you know, they say, if it's, up, if it's to be, it's up to me. So we've all got to jump on these opportunities to, again, as you say, collaborate with like-minded people that are so angry at the moment and so passionate because from there... Passion is a beautiful point of start for purpose to actually really live itself out. It's so funny. People say, you know, anger, don't get angry, don't get angry. And yet just in this conversation, I'm thinking about how can anger create the answer? And create um, the action because, you know, sometimes we actually need anger to push us into a state of action because without it, we sit on our couch and we go, oh, Oh, there's another one of those. There's another one of those happening. But when it starts affecting us with anger and that emotion comes up, it actually sometimes sparks action, which is brilliant if it's used effectively. One of the, the pieces that I saw on the Magnetic Minds um, website was this idea ROI. And we hear, you know, return on investment. You know, where are we going to invest our, our emotions, our answers, our action? And it takes us back. You have return on intention. And in our book that the companions, the show Everyday Mindfulness, we invite people every day to set an intention. So I'm, I'm curious, how are you utilizing these purposeful conversations to help people set clear intentions and maybe demonstrating a new level of return? I will, and you don't know this yet, but I'm sitting with your book on my desk. And this helps me every day to create my own intention and be mindful about myself as a coach to, to think about what is my intention today and in doing so, help others to do exactly the same. So thank you for that gift in South Africa, it's, it's definitely come to good use, but it's exactly that. It's about, you know, using tools and I'm not being, I'm, I'm being dead serious here. Your book has, has made me or, or given me a framework of which to think about that intention for my own life. 
And, um, and it's a brilliant book. If nobody has it, you should go online and get it. Um, and it's really awesome. So I've actually um, shared this with a couple of people in my coaching sessions where I say, right, well, let's look at intention. If you're battling to figure out what it is, let me give you some examples and using your examples as that. So you won't believe how many people you've helped that you don't even know about. <laughs> well, but that's what we get to do in the world is who, who am I when, when we keep asking that question and this place of, you know, am I winning by my own definition? And I mean, both you and I have lived, you know, many chapters of interesting lives, probably many of them wouldn't have been what, you know, what the fairy tales told us to. And yet what a gift it is to get to live intentional lives and and grow ourselves I, you know I, even those those appearances of unsuccess and boy let me tell you i've had many of them have resulted in successes down the line for sure and and you know i think when you when you look at life because life does happen and and you're right so many people have their own story we've all got pieces of us that we wish we could have changed etc but you know, it's a sum of all those parts that have led us to where we are. And if, if we could look at each, what we perceive as a failure or perceive as anything like that as a revelation. And I heard that from somebody the other day, and I love the words. It, never think of a failure. Think of it as a revelation that, wow, that was a complete revelation to show me what I don't need to do in the future or how to do things differently. And I thought that was such a lovely reframing of negativity to, wow, because a revelation for me is something that's quite magnificent. It's like, oh, wow, that was a good revelation. And to take something that's negative in your life and learn from it, to be able to share with others or collaborate with others, but also to look within yourself and say, what was my revelation in that? And what's my learning to take from it to lead me to a new place because you know each of us are are where we are in life because of our choices we can't blame society we can't blame our upbringing we can't blame our spouses we can't blame our jobs we can simply look at choices that we're making and continue to make all the time well jane you have given me many revelations in this call i hope that the listeners have have picked up a few things that might reveal something new for them if people want to get in touch with um, magnetic minds i know that you do work certainly throughout south africa but again via this technology we're able to do so much more how would somebody get in touch with you Awesome. Thank you. Um, they can either email me directly at jane, J-A-N-E, at magneticminds.co.za, or just go to our website, www.magneticminds.co.za. And you're right, Holly, with technology and Zoom, I've got many international clients that I coach, and it's absolutely brilliant because I feel like I'm sitting in the room having a real live conversation with you. And that's the beauty of technology. It just allows geography to be thrown out the window and to say, we can, there is no excuse anymore. So I'd love to meet some of you and connect with some of your people and welcome to have any questions that come through. Um, no problem at all. Just mail me directly. It's perfect. Well, Jane, I, I haven't got to tell you this little secret yet, and I know that the listeners are going to love this. Um, we have been invited to come back to South Africa in 2020. So if any of the listeners are interested, um, my business partner and I are working on doing a transformational tourism trip, and we're going to be taking a group of about 20 people. We're going to be bringing them with us this time. So if you are interested in wow. potentially meeting Jane and getting to know more about the power 
power of transformational travel, um, feel free to email the show, listen at everydaymindfulnessshow.com, and we will also get you on the list to potentially join us in South Africa. I'm so glad you guys are coming back. That's amazing. Well, remember, Jane, Mindful Matters, and so do you. We look forward to having you on the show again soon. Thank you for joining us for today's show. For more mindfulness every day, visit everydaymindfulnessshow.com and download the three-day challenge and experience the ABCs of mindfulness. Mm -hmm.